Hello, this is Mike Van Meter, and thank you for joining me on the Recovery is Possible podcast. I appreciate your supporting this important work, and I want to invite you to visit my website at www.vanmeterwellnesssolutions.com and uh, leave feedback for me. Um, check out all the resources that I have, and hopefully uh, the information that's on that website will help you in some way, particularly if you or someone you love uh, either is in recovery or needs to be in recovery. And that's what I try to do is provide the best resources available. Uh, I'm going to talk about some things today, and uh, as always, I'm going to remind you that I don't represent any particular group, uh, religious organization. Uh, I'm not representing AA in any way, even though I do talk about the 12 steps and AA in general. But uh, I don't represent them in any way, shape, or form. So I'm just giving you my opinions, my thoughts, and my experience. And I'm doing this in order to educate you in the public and and just help people that, that need the help in getting into recovery. So with that, I want to just kind of continue on with a, a thought that I had last time. And that is this concept of having an allergy to alcohol. And what I had talked about is that uh, if you are alcoholic, you have an allergy. And Webster's Dictionary tells us that an allergy is the body having an abnormal reaction to a substance. An allergy is an abnormal reaction to a substance. And you could argue that by any stretch of the imagination, somebody who drinks excessively, an alcoholic if you will, is having an abnormal reaction to the substance because your body should reject alcohol. Alcohol is toxic to every cell of your body and it can kill you and it and it kills lots of people. So it that is an abnormal reaction because your body, your brain should be shutting you down when you drink alcoholically. Uh, and and through normal social drinkers, people that are wired genetically correctly, what happens is you uh, stop drinking because you just can't physically put it in your body anymore. And if you do take in too much, then your body rejects it through throwing up. And that's a normal reaction to it. But if you drink alcoholically, you know that you have the exact opposite, don't you? What happens is that you drink one drink and then another drink and then another drink and you keep going until it is out or you are out. And if you're a good alcoholic, you always make sure that you have enough so you're out before it's out. And it seems to be an unlimited amount of alcohol that you can take into your body and not throw it up and and be able to get up and function the next day and go to work. And that's where, you know, you hear this term, you know, I, I'm a functioning alcoholic. I can still go to work and I can, you know, uh, have a family and do all the things that I want to do uh, where other people can't. You know, and that's that's always been sort of a... Uh, a badge of honor, a sense of pride in in this country in particular. And we've always said, you know, that's real. Look at how, how well he can drink. And we can brag about how, you know, we can drink somebody under the table. When in reality, that's not a good sign. That means you probably have the genetic predisposition towards alcoholism because you shouldn't be able to do that. You should not be able to do that. Now, what you need to understand, and I think a lot of people don't, I know I certainly did not years ago, is this. That if you or someone you know is drinking alcoholically, they can't just stop. I want you to stick with me on this. They can't just stop cold turkey drinking. Now, why do I say that? I say that because it's dangerous. 
It is dangerous just to stop drinking cold turkey. You can die from that. You can have a stroke. You can have a seizure. Uh, you go through what's known as the DTs or the delirium tremens. And depending on your your health condition, this can be very, very dangerous. It is not uncommon to hear treatment centers and hospitals tell someone who is taking someone into treatment to keep that person drinking until they show up at the treatment center or the hospital. And why do they do that? They do that because they don't want the person detoxing before they get to the treatment center. Because what happens is when they get to the treatment center, they are medically walked down from the alcohol. Uh, Usually it's done with a a drug that's known as Ativan, and it has uh, similar effects to alcohol, but you can be uh, medically walked back from that under the care of a physician and nurses. So if there is some sort of a, a, a stroke or a cardiac event, they're on hand to be able to deal with it. So uh, if you have a loved one that is in that situation where they are drinking alcoholically and then they tell you that they can stop on their own and they will detox on their own, just let them know that that's very unsafe and they should not be doing that. There's plenty of treatment centers out there. There's plenty of detox centers out there. There's no reason to do that at all. It is very, very dangerous. Now, but if you are drinking to that point, you also need medical assistance. And the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous talks about that. It says that we need to be healed in our minds and our bodies. In our minds and our bodies. Both need to be healed. We need to be healed mentally, and we need to be healed uh, uh, in our body as well. And we do that through treatment centers and, and detoxes. You know, you have to treat this as a disease because it actually is a disease. It is a disease that does not go away Ever, If you're, you are at that point to where you have gone to a 28-day treatment or you've gone to intensive outpatient or you are attending AAA on a regular basis, you, you fall into this category. I'm, I'm just going to safely say you fall into this category and this is something that you have. It is a disease and you are not ever cured from this. It is called alcoholism, not alcoholism. Is alcoholism. I want to say that one more time. Alcoholism, not alcoholism. You are never recovered. You are always recovering. And you have to keep that in mind. Now, why do I say that? Um, There's this phenomenon that is very well established. Science has not explained to us why this occurs, but we do know that it does occur. And that is that your addiction, and that's what you have, the disease of addiction, if, if that you are who I'm talking to, this phenomenon of addiction gets worse over a period of time. It never gets better. It gets worse over a period of time, and it never gets better. Now, what happens is, let's say you get sober at a certain point, and you stop drinking or drugging. What we know is that your disease continues to grow and get worse, whether you drink or drug or not. Now, let me repeat that. Your disease gets worse over a period of time, whether you use or not. So what that means is if after, say, five years of sobriety and you relapse and you drink or you drug, you will be at the rate of where you would have been in those five years as though you had never stopped in the first place. You don't go back to the beginning 
of where you were, like it was the first time you had a drink. You don't go back to where you were when you stopped drinking. You go to where you would have been had you not stopped at all. So with alcohol, that can be just a horrific experience. If you're using opiates like um, Oxycontin, heroin, uh, drugs like that, it's a much steeper curve in the progression of the addiction, much steeper. And that's why when you see people that go to treatment for heroin, for example, and then they leave treatment and then they relapse, oftentimes we just go find their dead body. We don't, they, they never make it back into a treatment program, a 12-step meeting or anything else because that progression is just so bad and their body can't handle it and it kills them. Uh, my experience has been, you know, people that relapse for on alcohol and then go out and then come back in. It's always just a horrible story. I've never heard people say, you know, wow, I really made up for the drinking that I missed in all those years and boy, did I make up for it and I'm glad that I did it. I've never heard anybody say that. It is always a horrific story and where the person is thankful and they are glad that they made it back alive uh, into, re- into a recovery program. So this does not go away. It is something that you have to be vigilant uh, on in your, your entire life. And that is why 12-step programs, AA for example, NA for Narcotics Anonymous, or any of the other 12-step programs, they are not designed to get you to stop. You don't say to your spouse, hey honey, I want you to go to an AA meeting so you can stop drinking. That's not what that's for. And I know a lot of people don't understand that. You have to go to treatment to stop drinking or drugging. And then what the 12-step programs do is they help you stay stopped from drinking or drugging. And the steps are a, it one, it's a spiritual program of development, spiritual program of development. And it's a way of dealing with your life and dealing with your issues in life so you can deal with those issues with um, you know emotionally from a very steady place, from a very spiritual place, and keep everything in your life in perspective. So you don't develop resentments, so you don't develop anger, and so you don't develop hatred and become very angry, and that anger and resentment causes you to go back out and start drinking again. So that's what it is. A 12-step program is is what we call the daily maintenance, spiritual maintenance, working on your spiritual condition. You'll hear that term a lot in recovery. You know, can I do this or that? Can I do various things? Can I... Can I go sit in a restaurant that has a bar? Can I go to that wedding? Can I go to a friend's house where I know that they're going to be watching a a game on television? They're all going to be drinking. Can you do that? Well, one, I would say deep into recovery, you can. You can do anything you want. You can go anywhere on the planet that you want to, contingent upon your your spiritual condition, depending on how well you are doing spiritually. And how well you are working your personal program of recovery, you can go anywhere and do anything that you want. But I would caveat that with, be very, very careful with that in early recovery. I would not say, you know, one week out of treatment, you know, go to the wedding where they're going to have, you know, an open bar or uh, go to that Super Bowl party. I would not do that one week out of a treatment program. But contingent upon your spiritual maintenance and your program, Um, You can do anything you want, but only you can determine that. And you learn how to do that by by working these these programs and in developing your spiritual life. But the important aspect to this is that once you have this, once you have this disease, this allergy 
towards alcoholism, you cannot safely pick up a drink or a drug or do anything mind-altering again. Now, later I'm going to be talking about, well, what happens if you get injured or you have to have surgery? And, and that's going to be, we're going to have very specific plans for that. And I, I plan on talking about that. But for now, understand this, that you have a disease just like cancer. You know, you can put cancer into remission, but you're always leery because it can rear its ugly head again. And, and alcohol is very similar to that. You put it into remission. And the one difference between cancer and alcoholism is once we put this into remission, as long as you do not pick up, it stays in remission. That's one positive difference between alcoholism and cancer is that as long as you do that, you can keep this in remission, but you cannot pick up that first drink. So you have to work that program. You have to be vigilant. It is something that you do daily. It is something you never let up on. There are no off days when you are in recovery. And so with that, I'm going to just leave that with you, let that sink in a little bit, and we're going to get into some deeper discussions about how all of this works. But for uh, right now, this is Mike Van Meter from the uh, Recovery as Possible podcast. And again, visit uh, my Facebook site, Recovery is Possible, or my website, www.vanmeterwellnesssolutions.com. And I look forward to seeing you again soon. Take care.